Good afternoon, you're listening to Scariff Bay Community Radio and the programme is Local Media This Week where our panel have a look at the print media here in County Clare and we give our own take and views and we see what's going on uh, all around, particularly in East Clare. Delighted to be joined by our usual panel again, uh, John S. Kelly. John, you're very welcome. Afternoon, Jim. Pat O'Brien. Pat, you're welcome. Thanks, Jim. And David Fleming. David, good to see you. Hello, Jim. So, we'll have a look at, um, I suppose, one of the first things we see is something that we have spoken about here. Uh, it's, it's on the front page, I see, of the Clare Champion, where it says, Teacher tells the council to get on with it over the tourist assets. Now, we've discussed this, not recently, John, but we've discussed it a while. What are the assets we're talking about? We're talking about the Shannon Heritage. Are we talking about the, that, that particular mm. aspect of it? Yeah. Um, you're looking at Bunratty Castle, which incidentally, I gather, uh, needs a new roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a few million. Um, Craganall, well known to David and myself. And the third? Napoke. Napoke. Okay. So it, has, it hasn't moved as quickly, Jim, as we thought it was going to move. You know, there's, um, the, the county council do not want to take on an asset that is loaded with, already loaded with, um, you know... Potential debt. Expense, yeah. Actual, potential, and some actual, you know. Yeah. So that's one of the great difficulties. So where are we going to be uh, in regard to it? The council are well able to manage the asset. It's just that they want to be faced with trying to raise money to yeah. pay off, you know, yeah. So, what do you think, David? Well, Deputy McNamara, McNamara raised it, and, and it, uh, uh, as the headline suggested, the Taoiseach said, um, get, on, get on with it. Yeah. But, to be fair now to the council, you should do a bit of... De- why would you take on something if it's going to lose money, or if, if it requires millions of capital. euro? They need capital. They need three million a year. They need three million a year. Pat is looking at it because it's continued on the second page. Yeah. A three million subvention per year to take control of Shannon. Now, you have to then ask yourself, if you are the council, how much are you going to make back? So it, suggest, it sounds as if there's a bit of negotiation going on between the government and the council. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the council want a subvention. I don't think Shannon Heritage ever got much of a subvention. They would occasionally get board fortune money and things like yeah. that. They never got a subvention because they were a private company. Yeah. Uh, well, a public company. But uh, So should therefore the taxpayer pay, be paying this? That's the next question. And now they get nothing for the Cliffs of Moher because the Cliffs of Moher is such a popular tourist attraction. Yeah. And they make money. But take on Napoque take on Craig and Owen. I'd say Bonratti will make money for them. But the other two, from a business point of view, it's, it would be hard from a business point of view to justify it, I would say. Would you? Mm. And that goes to, to, to Craig and Owen, and both of us like, worked with the Hunt Museum on that. We did, and it, it, technically, years. of course, Craig and Owen, it belongs to the Hunt Museum's trust. Yes. The yeah. Hunt Museum's trust, and this isn't mentioned at all here. The presumption no. is Shannon Heritage will merely hand it over to somebody else. Of course, the trust ultimately will decide whether it is the council or somebody else who will take it over. Mm. But um, as John and I know, and we, we, we served on the Hunt Museum's trust for several years, John much longer than, than me, um, and we would get regular reports from Shannon Heritage to say that, you know, over the years, visitor numbers were in decline. Mm-hmm. And they made, and the trust and the Shannon Heritage made efforts up to COVID times to try and reverse that trend. Serious efforts. Serious trends, and there was a big capital expenditure. So the Tower House at Craig and Owen. So this is where this is where the three million subvention comes in, and the capital costs. Yeah. Napogue needs a vast amount of money, according to Deputy McNamara. It's reported here in the papers to um, to get it back up to scratch. Mm. Craig and Owen likewise takes. The tower house alone would need another million to stop the damp and the wet and all the other issues it has. Shannon Heritage invested a lot of money in that. And then there's the 
the wear and tear of any site. I mean, that's a site of established in decades ago. I don't know, I really, what the answer is. I suppose with the best will in the world, it, it will take Clare County Council, or whoever takes it over, a number of years to, to build up. I mean, you don't flick a switch and suddenly you have visitors all yeah. over the place. Yeah. There's, exactly. there's work to be done, yeah. there's marketing to be done, and there's, you know, joined up thinking to, to happen. To happen. And, and, and that will take a number of it years. It will, and, but say. the council are in a very good position now because they have, number one, they have experience having taken on the Cliffs of Moher. They also have Lockdurg over here. And again, it'll take time for exactly what you're saying, Jim, the publicity, et cetera, et cetera, and the joined up. If they can work, if they can figure out how to, um, economies of scale, then they might be able to save money rather than have... Now, Bunratty will be a moneymaker. We know that, and we knew it was a moneymaker for Shannon Heritage at the time. Mm. The challenge always is to spread the love yes. to the other side. Yes. Yeah. Pat, I think Pat wanted to get in there very quickly. Yeah, but he, like, uh, what he was supposed to do with uh, the podcast, he's gone down and that Craig, Craig and Owen, and we're just going to let him... That's the other side. Like he, you, you have yeah. to put... You have to put funding into you have to yeah. you have to, to put funding into make to make money back in it and uh, would you if, would you say Pat then that the government yeah, the I'd state be, should I'd, I'd be in favour of putting uh, the money into yeah. well, three million is very little it's very uh, small, small. Mm. Yeah, per year though yeah it's per yeah, year it's yeah it's small money but, but the, the comeback on that over over decades uh, in terms of tourism. You yeah. know, yeah. would that figure would is very small it's when small. you when you yeah. think yeah. about small, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they would go to Bunratty. It appears, looking at the figures over the years, they the tourists will go to Bunratty, the folk park, the castle there. It's a lovely complex, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. They um, struggle with Craggan Owen has been annual. Okay, in the last twenty years, regrettably. And we, uh, we often talked about what contributed to that. And uh, I, 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 one thing always struck me about, about Craigenhorn was that the access mm. to it was a negative factor. It's good, the you know, roads are quite narrow. And you see, you're depending on, uh, for uh, uh, tourists, particularly on the school. Coaches, yeah. yeah coaches. Yeah, yeah. And if, if a coach is going up that yeah. final mile, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that shouldn't be a big problem, John. That, 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 that just, you, you just that when you go off the main road, you just yeah. have the narrow road. Yeah, that's right. No, if the council be known, if the council has to run, the run, at least maybe they, they might be in a position yeah. to do something. And would you believe, exactly two years ago this month, I, having been asked by the trustees of the Hunt Museums Trust uh, to liaise with the council on this very question, and the council were prepared to make Lay-bys. Lay-bys. Yeah. And then Covid struck. Yeah. And that was the end of it. Yeah. Okay, listen, we, we, we better move on. Uh, sustainability uh, is featured in various uh, newspapers. I see on page 9, for example, in the Clare Echo, uh, that Zimmer have uh, an idea in relation to uh, their plant in Shannon and the energy uh, that they would create. Likewise with EI Electronics who want to set up a solar farm and, and a possibly a wind farm. What do you think of that Jim now? Yeah, it, I mean it, it looks like, I mean these companies aren't charities. No, no, but EI, EI employ over a thousand people. Yes, and Zimmer would employ, they have a, a, a plant in Galway yeah, as well. Yeah. They employ a lot of people in this country, but they're not just uh, speculating on sustainability. I mean, they're looking at the, the hard facts yes. and the bottom line. Challenge. Pardon, 450. 450 in New Shannon. Zimmer. Yeah, Zimmer. Zimmer. I mean, we're talking about serious contributors to it's it's very good that they are taking the initiative it themselves. Is. It is. I think as a yeah. model to other, in, because they're saying uh, in, in another article in the paper, uh, there's a reference to the contribution which that makes to the air quality of the housing, the residential area in which these factories are set. Yeah. And yeah. so you'd be hoping that as a model it emerges right across the country 
and that's, that uh, um, factories will take the initiative like EI and like Zimmer to actually cut themselves to carbon neutrality by 2030. But presumably also they're looking at the, the costs of electricity. Because, yeah. you know, if they, if they put up, uh, if Zimmer, for example, put uh, solar panels all over their plant and, and work largely from solar power, yeah. I mean, they have to see some benefit in that for themselves outside of the, their contribution to it's, the locality. They must say, this, this uh, you know, will, be, will make us more profitable or at least will be... Uh, and EI are doing this, apparently, inter the, right across their their operation in other yeah. countries. It's, yeah. a, it's a, yeah. a, a corporate commitment. Yeah. The, the airport as well, Jim, there on page, and uh, the echo as well, page 9, you Shannon Airport signs up to, to net zero 250 goals. Uh, Shannon Airport is among 200 airports across Europe to sign groundbreaking agreement towards aviation's net zero 250 goal. It's a huge declaration, and that's the first time that European governments, uh, the European Commission, industry, Unions and other key stakeholders formally align an aviation declaration. And uh, it pays way for the establishment of the EU, EU Pact for Aviation Decarbonisation and globally as the and globally as the industry looks to UN's ICAO to set global a global goal for international aviation later this year. But I have Mary Constant was on this morning, she was interviewed on Clary Payment, she was on about that about about you know that uh, there would be they have a team in, in place um, for, for this all this kind of work, and um, that's uh, going forward. They're hoping that they would they would be cutting back on their their, their, their expense and, and and power as well. And uh, yeah. and she said about the about the planes as well that they're trying to um, develop um, the fuel side of it as well. You know that uh, there's. Uh, for the, for the planes and all that kind of stuff that that, that work was going ahead as well. Yeah, to make planes more fuel efficient. And there's a, there's a piece, David, I saw you looking at it a while ago, um, I think to Michael McNamara, who mentioned that uh, in I relation said. to um, Kilrush, in relation to Money Point. Yeah, that's right, Jim. Um, that uh, we're, Michael would suggest we're jumping the gun a bit. Yeah, and it's an interesting point. Um, it's, it's on page 14, the champion Dan Danaher has the story. Keep the coal burning, says TD. Deputy McNamara points to absence of alternatives to money point as, Ar as Ireland continues in energy crisis. And essentially his point is that the government have made a decision to close money point by 2025. And Michael McNamara feels that we are not yet in a position to rely entirely on renewables. And I think actually the That's government point, have accepted right? the, that point. point. Um, certainly the Minister, um, Minister Ryan, the Minister for the Environment, has, as, as I think, reluctantly accepted the point. And so I think he, I think the ambition is still there, but will it actually be realized is the big question. So I don't know. The, the challenge is how quickly the state can facilitate the building of new renewables, particularly offshore wind farms. Um, how quickly, and can those come online in the space of three years? The answer is no. No. It, <laughs> we know that the Irish, um, we, the Irish state and the Irish business sector does not have that capacity. Yeah. It just yeah. doesn't happen. I mean, even planning stages. So, he, so what do you do now? We do know. I think John, you have a you have a piece from the Irish Times, which does point to the future, which is how how much renewables can contribute at any one point. And I think a new record has been set. Oh yes, that's um, on the storm. <laughs> that's an interesting figure. It's on the Irish Times. Kevin O'Sullivan again, and. Uh, you, our listeners will recall the strong winds we had over the, the, the weekend about what? During that stormy, what, two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. Um, and it created an Irish record in wind power generation. Okay. Uh, there was a time over the storm when renewable uh, energy reached 88.7% of, um, you know, our of, our needs, of our needs, of our electricity, of our generation yeah, yeah. needs. And you were making the point, you see, that there is a certain uh, uncertainty 
yeah. about the uh, wind uh, energy inland. Inland. But because less uncertainty when yes. you go out into the... When you go out into the ocean, wind yeah. is fairly regular. Now, by contrast to that record, our technical support staff here have provided us with the latest figures which suggests that um, 41%, only 41% in the last 24 hours was produced on average. Yeah. So that, that um, what is that, 59% was being produced by, non, by fossil fuels, coal, which is coming from Russia, yeah. a yeah. fair amount of gas coming from native sources, uh, yeah. predominant, and, and nuclear energy. We have, because of the interconnector with Europe, probably nuclear energy. Do you want to talk about that, though? We won't talk about that. We haven't time to talk about it. But <laughs> maybe Deputy McNamara has a point. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. Well, okay. I mean, there's going to be a gap. There, yeah. That's well, a, a harsh reality. Well, uh, in, 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 in the last, in the last few days, you have the port uh, about down in, 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 um, in Gary Bryan, and the uh, we, are, we are being fined. Fined. Is it, are we up to 70 million or something? Remind us now, Pat, what happened at Derry Bryan? When they, they built those, um, those wind farm, wind farm up on the hills, yeah. and all the all stayed down into the rivers. Yes, all the, the famous the bar. Remember the, the and bar? Yeah, the bar yeah. moved. And the bar moved. Yeah. You could see the trees yeah. was moving every time. Yes. Television yes. came out there. But yeah. they, they haven't. They haven't kept up the the or they haven't uh, what's the word the the environmental impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not up to speed yeah, on yeah, that, yeah, which yeah. means we're being we 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 find even the so many so well, I think it's more up to we're we're up to about seventy million. Yes, yeah. I mean it is a scandal, mm. isn't it? Uh, anything like that where we can prevent. Yeah. Um, and again, the argument for offshore probably is better. Mm. Um, pigeons have come into uh, across our radar path. At least they've come across your radar. Um, and yeah, I see. Uh, yeah. Is there, have we a problem? So here in, in page two, Jim, uh, tea flies the coop with stolen pigeons. A burglar and Ines flew the coop after making off with some pigeons and the guardian appealing to anybody with information to contact him. Patcher, if they're homing pigeons, will they not come home of their own accord? At approximately 9pm on Thursday, February the 3rd, a male was seen jumping the rear wall of a house. A male pigeon? A male no, or <laughs> I suppose it must be a, a male human. A male, human. A male cat? No, <laughs> on the Lindbega station on Truncliffe Road. A short time later, he got back over the wall carrying a, a, a black bag, bean bag. When the owner returned home, he realised that five pigeons had been stolen from, the, from their coop at the rear of his house. God, there must be champion <laughs> pigeons. If somebody would go to the trouble of stealing a five mere, pigeons. A mere flutter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What's all the flap about? I, don't I wonder with pigeons. I, uh, Pat, if you had pigeons at your home yeah. and you sold them to me, yeah. how long would I have to kind of keep them at my place uh, locked up for them to realise that this is home. I don't want to watch Just David, I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose if you feed them for a while, they yeah, regard. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's it. Now, uh, okay, I'm to get outside of the information. Okay. <laughs> if you see a pigeon, yeah. hold on a second. Let's explore this for a second. If you see, if you happen to see a pigeon flying. <laughs> The guards at your local guard station might be interested. Okay. Uh, yeah. Timmy Dooley uh, was also uh, dealing it, with animals or, or of a different type well, uh, during I think the week. That's, that's a great photograph. Mm. Go on, John. And the heading by Fiona I don't cancel people who disagree with me, says Senator, our own Senator Timmy. And he, he took a photograph driving along and met the, the hunt and as you do you put up wouldn't you he dropped the window and he took a photograph and that's on the paper and people jumped to conclusions that in some way or another timmy favored uh, uh, hunting. hunting okay mm -hmm. which timmy quite clearly does not favor uh, but he has no problem with with uh, as he said uh, drag hunting there's no animal involved in drag hunting jim so What's all the floor, uh, floor about? I, th I think people, when they saw the photo, this was his, one of his Facebook posts. And, um, 
sometimes, of course, the social media and the keyboard warriors, they often don't read or can't read. Yeah. And they only go to the, and can't spell either. And they jump to the wrong And they jump to the wrong conclusions. And they saw the picture um, of, yeah. of, uh, of men and women on horseback in, in the uh, East Clare gear. Yeah. There's a nice picture, by the way, a similar picture um, on the page yeah. two of the champion outside Bunratty. And again, people might jump to conclusions there as well. But drag a country, of course, is you, you drag a scent or somebody has dragged yeah. a scent yeah. across yeah. the thing. Um, and maybe the people that might be upset are farmers um, who might who who might think that they're destroying ditches, but of course you have to get approval. No, no, that's all. Um, but the, but the question before. then arises about hunting anyway. I mean, it prompts the question about hunting. And according to Timmy anyway, he was happy uh, that this, oh, yeah. that this uh, response came through Facebook. About 223 comments w were lodged on his Facebook page with people coming over and back about the question of hunting. Will that, will they, will, will, how many of those will transfer to votes now in that? Oh, well, you see, to, uh, like most politicians, I think um, uh, Senator Dooley is probably thinking about that very Do you thing. think so? <laughs> sure, why wouldn't he? That's his job, to think about voters and, and whether they'll respond positively or negatively. Yeah. Uh, he says himself, according to Fiona McGarry, I'm not into hunting and have never been to a hunt but there are people who are involved. Equally, there are others who hold a different view. So a classic political answer. Very good. Um, I'll, I'm not for it, but I'm not against it either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, but as, we, as you said, it's, or John said, it's a drag hunt. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there isn't really that much controversy in relation yeah, to drag, drag hunting. Mm -hmm. Now, if it was a real hunt, Jim, what would be your position on it? Yeah, I would, would find it very much more difficult to support a real hunt. Mm. Yeah. Than why, why is that? Because you're you're going out, you're you're bringing a pack of dogs and horses out to to find an animal and chase them, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you know which happens in nature, but but you're creating and you're yeah, yeah. changing the odds yeah. Yeah, yeah. in relation to it. Can so, I put it to you? But I would have nothing, like, no problem. Could I put it to you that this is a traditional country sport? that has been done in this country for, now I'm playing devil's advocate because I'm with you Jim, but mm. let me put it to you anyway. <laughs> uh, that has been, that we've done this uh, uh, for, for 300, 400, 500 mm. years. And there's, a, there's the Brits that have enforced it. Well, I mean, for several hundred years, you know, people were home who committed murder. Uh, there was the, people were hanged for for committing murder. Yeah, yeah. I mean it was traditional, you could say. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. doesn't make it right. Yeah, mm. uh, no, I I entirely agree with you. Yeah. I've never been in favor of it. But I I actually wouldn't mind a drag hunt because there is no uh, killing involved. No. There is no chasing. I don't see any dogs there either. No. It's only the horses. But there would be yeah, a dog. Yeah. There oh, would yeah, be yeah. a dog. They're not in that picture anyway. Yeah. No, no, and they travel around with the scent maybe the the within about, about half an hour before yeah. the horses. That's right. Yeah. And there'll be no dogs on the road surely anyway. Mm. Well it's, it's, it's also the course is laid out. So because the scent, you know where farmers' permission is. Yeah. Is yeah. Mr. What's the fun in that? I, I can hear a British um, fresh air. <laughs> fresh air, and I think that's Terry Dooley's point as well, Timmy Dooley's point even that um, it was just wonderful to see people out in uh, what does he say? Out enjoying the fine weather, winter weather. Um, and that's what pr prompted him well, to the take the photograph. The people, the people involved anyway are, are into horses and they, they love jump, jumping slow yeah, yeah, and ditches yeah, and all that yeah. kind of stuff and drains. And they do. Do the uh, East Clare hunt, hunt foxes? No. No. No, so they're, it's just a dragon. I gather there are two hunts two, two in You have the East Clare hunt, the East Clare harriers and you have the East Clare farmers hunt. Yeah. And both of them do, do because both of them just come to me in the black sticks. I was, I was, uh, well, you, well, you provided the people, did you? for 20 years. Or the stirrup. Oh, no, no, a second. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. This is, so, so, what's your own position, so, Pat, on, on the question of hunting? They were the both hunts were, were doing drag. And, and yeah. But now if they were, co if it was a different type of hunt and they were hunting foxes and they were calling for a tipple to warm them up, what well, would be are, your position? They always had that to tip us before they went out, did you? <laughs> yeah. And they had it when they came back as well. Yeah. Pat, did you, did you actually uh, uh, sponsor the, the stirrup? 
the stirrup cup is, the, is not what you got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you do. You're just you, give, you, you give them a drink. You give a free drink before you they And then on. you give them soup, then and sandwiches, and they'll come back. Yeah. Well, how what do you make out of it? Um, the soup and the sandwiches. Well, you know, the, the, to start with a drag, anyway, uh, I suppose you don't like to see animals being, being hunted down and tore asunder with a, yeah. with a fox. But just so you'd be, if there was a referendum, because, uh, if there was a plebiscite on this question, Pat, yeah, well, would I, you be voting yes or no? I, to I'm out of it now, so it wouldn't make any difference. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose in the UK, where the one landowner might own half a county, yeah. Uh, it's much easier to, to do a, a live hunt. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in East Clare, you're talking about a load of small farmers you are, and you yeah. have to obtain permission from everyone. Yeah. Where do you go or not go? Whereas, yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's much easier. You know, anyway, yeah. we're we, probably one of the few countries in Europe which allows uh, this blood sport. Hmm. Coursing was mentioned, I heard it on the radio during the week. Um, because I think maybe the, is there coursing on in Clonmel? Yeah, yeah, the national cup is on in Clonmel, yeah. And, uh, and that has still, even though the, the mm. dogs are muzzled now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a vicious sport, though. It, well, it, it was dreadful, it was certainly dreadful before, before the, yeah, the muzzles came out. That would be down your country now, like. Uh, oh, the, the, the people, coursing was, uh, is very popular. Mm. Have you ever been to one? Never, and I don't intend to. You have coursing clubs here in Clare as well. You have Village and Coro and Innes, Clare Castle. Not in East Clare, but Six Mile Bridge. Six Mile Bridge in the But I know Jim wants to move on, but historically in the country we had bull baiting, we had cock fighting, we had an awful lot of blood sports. But again, society's attitudes changed, and these are the last few remnants of it. You see, okay. the, you see the thing with the footballer in England, where the cat got a belt and yes, he got a yeah. kick and all the furrow that was all it. Okay. One more item maybe before we break. Uh, the County Council, we were talking about them there a while ago, and they're looking for, I think it's nine million, maybe three million over three years to yeah. take over the heritage of Bunratty and, and the other places. Yeah. Um, now we see 11.6 million euro in arrears in rates. Well, you've made a lovely little connection there, which I hadn't made, because that, those arrears would immediately clear any problems with Shannon Heritage. Um, arrears of 11.6 million in rates. Can you believe it? 11.6 million in rates owed to council. These now are businesses. These are the rates um, collected from businesses um, to fund the... Yeah. Uh, activities of the country. One large business here in the subtitle by the story is by Dan Danaher. It's a very nice piece of journalism, actually. Uh, one large business in county owes five hundred seventy-nine thousand, while three more owe three hundred thirty-five. Now that's years and years of arrears. By the looks, it's a pity, David, that the article doesn't tell us what aspect of business was in, in question because. We know that, for example, the hospitality sector yeah. has suffered drastically mm. over the, the pandemic, hasn't it? It has. And, and you would understand that, yeah, and you would, yeah. you would hope that the council yeah. would um, make... Yeah, have some degree of... of flexibility. Yeah. Like, likewise, with the revenue, if you... If you're, if you um, but we if can't you, answer that because the article doesn't... No, it, it doesn't say it. Yeah. Well, inside, Johnny Flynn has, has come up... He, he has, he, he's, He's asked you the question, a lot of it historical from, from back, back in the time of the Celtic Tiger. But they, 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 didn't, they didn't seem to give any answer to, to that. Pat, yeah. you would have paid rates. Oh, yeah, you would paid rates. When you were in business. You paid rates every year, whether you made, when you made one cent, or you made 20 cents. Would that not? A printed house. And, and does that not bring a reaction, let's say, from the business person of maybe a suggestion of unfairness that that you have to fork out rates before you ever make a profit, yes. and then you have to pay tax on your profits. You have as well. You have, yeah. What are the rates on, on a, a, what would be the rates on a, a business like a, a country pub? Uh, by the way, uh -huh. are rates due on a pub that is not being used? Yeah, but you have to, you have to, you have to fill a farm every year and, and, and get them, and, 
and signed by a councillor or a, yeah. or a, um, a member of the gallery or, 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 or something like that yeah. to, to say that it didn't been, been used. Being used as and a what business. Would be, what would the... Are you talking hundreds or are you talking thousands? We're talking, about, we're talking around, uh, around... I must have paid around a thousand a year, I said. About a thousand? Yeah. yeah. It's, n- it's not mm. inconsiderable. And, of course, you go right up to the big guys um, yeah. who pay va- mass, yeah. masses amounts of money. I mean, there are various tax bans... Uh, there's a band there between two and a half thousand to five thousand and 157 customers in the five thousand to seven and a half thousand band yeah. so that's a lot of money mm. they obviously judge the size of the business uh, would it, would it, I'm just wondering and maybe Pat might answer this is it the size of the premises or the or the turnover of the business well, or the, 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 the size of the business or the oh. size of the the physical size of the your relations to a certain area and that's, that's how the, 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 the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the turnover doesn't come into the heart. And would it matter now, I mean, you, ha- let's say, had a pub out in, in a rural area. If someone had a similar sized uh, premises in Ennis or in Tolla or in Scariff or somewhere else, would, the, would it be judged? Or would yeah, they'd probably judge it maybe on, on, on the location as well, just here. They yeah. probably judge it on the location. Yes, I'd, I'd say you know. I know. If you were a smart woman saying Nina's, you'd be paying more because you you, you were located in Nina's to see. So the rate collector isn't someone you want to see coming. You know, but well, the county council usually sends it out. The rate collector doesn't come yeah. in there anymore. The, you'll get the bill out from the council and you pay it. You pay it. But and that's it's a bit unfair on the people like Pat who would have paid his rates regularly every year, and those it's a bit like those who don't pay tax, and we pay, some of us pay all of our taxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is an an equity issue. Okay, we've reached yeah. uh, the halfway point. Time for a break. Uh, Pat, do we have a bit of music? Um? Well, I suppose Jim, we, we, tomorrow is uh, Valentine's Day, so we have to oh, we'll go from John for you. Love is in the air. Okay, John S is only just after realising <laughs> that tomorrow is Valentine's Day. He's, he's making a note of it in his diary. And a bead of sweat has come down his forehead. <laughs> wondering, wondering, is the flower shop open? <laughs> anyway, sorry, Pat, again, uh, love is in the air. John Paul Young, love is in the air. And you're very welcome back. You're listening to Local Media This Week on Scarif Bay Community Radio. And that was John Paul Young, Love is in the Air. And to underline that, we're here looking at the local print media here in County Clare, the Clare Champion and the Clare Echo. And I see both the Champion and the Echo, and uh, David is studying it carefully (laughs) here. Uh, looking at, uh, they have a, a wedding feature. Well, it is that time of the year, and of course, love is very much in the air, um, and you see all these ads. There's 10 pages devoted in the Clare Echo to weddings, tips for planning your wedding. And number seven, wait for it, number seven, and it's, she does say, not too many, this is Kate Deegan, not too many can do this, but if you can, book your venue before you get engaged. Oh, okay. How, how would you do that? Sure, this person one, might say no. Not being a bit previous. <laughs> a bit previous, but anyway, you could have the old weekend away anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I suspect the the whole weddings has pushed Porig McMahon out of the country. He has left. Porig's has no piece in in Clare Echo. Maybe one piece, I think. Piece but but his the vacuum has been filled by Roland George, Elaine Tuberty, uh, Neve. Uh, Canaan or whatever. Uh, where is Porrick, I wonder? Well, that is the good question. <laughs> he's probably out in the sunny winter in Spain. Or in he's probably definitely Portugal not thinking about County Clare this <laughs> no. week, anyway. He's on his holidays, yeah. but he deserves a little bit of a break. Well, if he tunes in and down, he can listen to local media this week. <laughs> anyway, Porrick, we wish you all the best on your week off and uh, yeah. look forward to having you back again uh, very soon, even back on this programme too. No. John, we'll go from yeah. weddings to bishops. I thought you were going to say from weddings to funerals. No. 
the bishops. You found a piece during the week, not, I, not on the local papers, but of, of great interest. I, I, indeed I did, and I met a lady, uh, today is what day? Thursday. I met a lady yesterday who also happened to, apparently, have read the same article uh, as myself. And she said, John, she said, I know that you're recording um, uh, the media programme uh, this weekend. Uh, I dare you mention, <laughs> uh, mention the article in question. It was in the Irish Times last week. The title of the article by Derek Scully, he was in Berlin at the time, German bishops say priests should be allowed to marry. Now, the Reformation started in, uh, if you like, uh, in Germany, right? And they're at it again, is what and you're saying. Again, because two cardinals and the rake of bishops the previous week have come out and wait for it. They've said priests should be allowed to marry, okay? So the, that celibacy thing is, isn't working nowadays for us in our favour, okay? What do you say to that? These are bishops and cardinals in, in Germany, mm, mm. friends of, the, of Pope Francis. Yeah, and of course Pope Benedict, some and of them. Let me read the for you Pope Emeritus. There might be a few jobs for us. Cardinal. Cardinal. might make a job. I might question myself. Bishop George Badzing, head of the German Bishops' Conference. That's kind of fairly high up in the old order. Welcomed calls to reform celibacy rules from two other senior clerics, Cardinals Reinhard Marx of Munich. That's an interesting name. You wouldn't want yes. to cross him by yeah. the sounds of him. And Berlin Archbishop Heiner Koch. Yeah. Dr. Bladsing said, the celibacy of priests is biblically attested form of following Jesus. Whatever that means. But not the only form at least not in the Catholic Church. Really. Uh, I remember, I, I read the piece when it came out. Did you out, read it? And I did, um, and I was surprised that yeah. such senior members of the Catholic Curia, of which the Cardinals would be members of, yeah. had made this comment. And I was wondering, well, what's going on now? Will this allow the present Pope to make a move? Uh, like, what's going on in the background? Because none of these things are... It'll have to be. They, these happen, are by happen by accident. No. It, it, that, that, uh, Pope Francis is going to have to move mm. somewhere or another. Mm. The debate is opening. Mm. Uh, I'd say we're probably the first radio station in, uh, in the English-speaking world, I'd chance. You're making a bold claim now, whatever you're going to be saying, that we've called for for female priests and so on, and married priests. The 95 was, how many theses did Luther hang? 39, was it? Whatever number, anyway, we leave it to you to determine that. Now, there's a new list going up. I mean, honouring all types of relationships, you know, human sexual relationships. Uh, the bishops have called for blessings of blessings all types of, of relationships I mean, within it's, it marriage. Is it is quite a radical move it, it for is. the Catholic Church. I is mean, it, not for society, but is it the beginning the of a, a new reformation? Would you say that the Irish uh, bishops' conference are are very conservative and much more likely to toe the official Roman line? Well, Jim, the reality is that. Uh, there's a synod in Irish. There is a synod coming on, uh, coming on stream in Ireland, and we'll have that question answered. Yes, won't it? We'll know soon but enough. I mean, yeah. When you think uh, we have difficulty allowing women. Oh, by the way, one of the areas of reform is why not have women priests and why not have women? We can't have women deacons. At we can't the, as, moment, as we yeah. speak. Even though we know, do you know? We know this that in the fourth century, in the fifth early 5th century there was noted a deaconess and we have the name of the person in question. What is frustrating though is the platitudes that are thrown out by official church about how important women are in the church yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, by God, we'll give them no role. <laughs> you know, we'll give them no official role. Yeah. They're, they're there in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's... it's. But how, how do you make it that now? It's I mean... Yeah, I, I find that really exciting. Exciting? Exciting, absolutely. And David will be writing about it uh, in academia. Do you know what he? Well, my, my successors may, um, in 100, 200, 300 years' time, see this potentially, if, if it goes in that direction, as a yeah. pivotal moment. Yeah, pivotal. That the German bishops uh, made the first, well, now, did they make the first move? But certainly, uh, two cardinals mm. coming out with this statement is a significant statement. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll wait and see. But okay. a debate is about they to They might commence. even unearth the podcast of this show. <laughs> say it all started on Scarf Bay Community yeah. Radio. So that's that article. Okay. Yeah. Well, shouldn't, we, should, yeah, should, should women, women, shouldn't women be, be arguing priests with? Of course it would. It should be, yeah. Oh, yeah. You see, the traditional argument was, and I know we don't, we said we'd only give this two minutes, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the traditional John, argument John was... John said one minute. <laughs> <laughs> the traditional argument, and the argument used by traditionalists, is that Jesus was not married. Yeah. The apostles, according to the scripture, were not married. Now, whether that was true or not is not a matter. But that inspires, therefore, this idea of a celibate male priest. Yeah. Now, yeah. we do know, of course, historically, that there were priests at the very initial stages who were married. Mm. That, the, that the, 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 the Christian message was spread throughout yeah. into the Roman Empire by married men. Who, you know, they, nobody, there was no such thing as holy orders. You took it on yourself to go out and spread this Christian message. And, and celibacy is associated with... Uh, uh, priest with the priesthood in uh, classical Greece. It is. You and of course, it's St. Paul, actually, who says you have to give up your entire body to God if yeah. you're going to serve him. He wasn't married. Of course, an unmarried man would probably say that. Yeah. So anyway, but I think Pasha is eager to get, no, get back okay. here. No, he's leaving it off. We leave it okay, this is we'll go on. We'll move from Germany and Rome back to Scarif. Well, that's, a, that's quite a tour now. It's quite, but I mean, we're, we're looking at the uh, proposed mast in Scarif, and that's in the Care Champion. Uh, it's on page 13 of the Care Champion. A number, I mean, we can only mention it briefly, but uh, a number of objections uh, have gone in. Uh, I think they're looking to, um, air are looking to uh, make a bigger mast. There's a, there's a timber pole with an area on yeah. it at the moment. And yeah. they're looking for a more substantial mast uh, but I suppose that's... So I believe that's closed now. I think the yeah. time is finished, so presumably the County Council are working on it and we'll come up with a determination at some point. Yeah. The uh, John's L um, Farmer Place of Employment, Scariff uh, Community College. Uh, there was talk, I remember we were, we were actually talking, John, to... Um, the principal in Saturday Chronicle one morning and she was talking about the building in the future but yeah. uh, I mean there have been certain delays but I see on the paper they've got certain assurances. Yeah, absolutely. The project was approved in February February of 2017 and has gone through the, all the various, you know, the, the kind of stages Jim uh, when you're involved in in building and the Department of Education, there there are stages to be to be uh, gone through, and they're all they are now and we're reaching the they're reaching the final stage of the building. Yeah. They want they want they want to put in a metalwork room and a woodwork room. Yeah, and two general and two two mainstream classrooms. So yeah. that's the work. What is amazing, and it goes back to the points that many of us sometimes raise. Yeah. The length of time it takes for anything to happen in this country, in particularly around infrastructure, mm. five years, not a stone has been put on in the ground, yeah. but the process through which it happened is five years. Mm. The money is there, eventually. The planning permission was granted, eventually, but it's still... That's th that facilitates, you see, how the politicians handle uh, a proposal. They know that uh, in the current climate, they won't have to actually spend if there are, are sufficient blocks put up to delay the whole thing. Yeah. Okay, so you make four years out of it. Yeah. 
And it's a good news story for four years. Of course it is. That's the reality. But it's not good enough, is it? No, it's not Why should we tolerate, like if that is a valid reason, why should we tolerate that as citizens when our children may actually need that particular infrastructure? David, whether you're talking about forestry licenses, whether you're talking about planning commission with X, Y and Z, it's the same, it's the same thing, isn't it? And you complain, and, and you're, you could say you're, you're voting someone else next day, but it would be the same story with the, with the fellow you're voting. You might get rid of someone and say, you know, yeah. the, and this yeah. fellow might promise you, but it's the same story. Because the, yeah. the, the, the so there's no hope, is what you're saying. There's no chance that anything can change in this country. We're a banana we'll, republic and we'll remain a banana republic. Is that what you're saying? We'll go anyway. with a good news story, we'll go from scarab to fecal. <laughs> And uh, the Fecal Festival, Pat, is back next year. Uh, I think it's, it's on the Clare Champion, I think, um, page, whatever page it is, no, I, page four. Yeah, it's back again anyway after two years uh, being online, so. Uh, there's good news for fecal and uh, it's not... It's the uh, 35th, according to the piece, Pat, 35th well, yeah. Fecal Festival. Yeah, it's good. After years of restrictions, the 25th Fetal Festival will return in its full in-person program of events on the long weekend of August the 48th. After two virtual festivals, the organisers are prepared to bring the event back to Fetal for a weekend full of music, song and dance. So it's, just, it's just great to see it back again. And, it uh, is, and people come from all over, all not just all over the country, but... No, 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 come all over the country and, and, all over, and, and some towns. Just to mention something maybe particularly of interest to you, Jim, um, the very successful Clare Roots Society, their lectures are continuing online, but of interest to people with ancestors or family relatives in the Royal Irish Constabulary, Jim Hurley, who is the historian of the RIC and the Guards, the very early stages of the Guards, who got a new uniform, we understand, uh, last week, he will be presenting uh, a paper, uh, a talk on February 17th at 8 p.m. Uh, on Zoom on the RIC and how you go about finding your relative in the registers which exist from 1816 to 1922. Oh, that's very interesting. But John and I have. You had someone in the RIC? Oh, yeah. Yes, and yeah. so did I. No. Okay, we'll go on. When talking of roots, that brings us on to hedges and hedge cutting. Uh, yes. There's a picture of Pat Burke, and Pat has been talking Ye about this before. The East Clare page. In the East Clare page, page 13 of mm. the Clare Champion. Um, apparently, on reading the story, it's the, the landowner has responsibility to keep the hedges trimmed. Correct. That's my understanding yeah, of that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the law now, Jim, yeah. 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 So, that's right. So, yeah. and really, we're talking now about, uh, we're talking the middle of February. The, uh, a couple of weeks left. Yeah, it's only a few weeks, weeks yeah. left, yeah. because we can't cut anything, we can't turn yeah, the hedges. Well, there's 140 landowners in the Gilroom District that have been contacted um, and reminded about their obligations to, ma to, to uh, maintain hedges while the season is open until the end of February. Yeah. The, the figures re revealed recently at, at the recent meeting of um, the Kildare Municipal District on a force of emotion from Councillor Pat Burke. Pat, could you answer, answer this for me? You, you're a farming background, you understand the scene very, very well. Having cut your hedges by the end of February, okay, mm. what is the farmer expected to do? with the actual clippings and the branches. Mm -hmm. Michael McNamara has raised that question yes. again. Well, you could, cut them, you could burn them before, but you can't anymore. That's right. So what are you going to do with them? And um, there was a complaint made to, there was a, a complaint made to the minister, Mr. Ryan, and he said, well, he said we'll, we'll extend it by a month out to our, our, our February. I never, I, I could, nobody could, could burn anything in February. Oh, uh, could, in April is the time for burning could, could I interject there on, on a spurious comment from Mr. Kelly? <laughs> Uh, my father cut hedges. A regular hedge that is cut leaves very little debris. It does, I know that. And you don't collect it up, you leave it on the ground and it disintegrates. Now, if you want to take a, a ditch and make it into a hedge, that's something different now. Okay. That, that does, there is debris there. And I would agree with you, John, actually, if taking the logic of your argument, the, a farmer or any citizen should be entitled to, to burn that. 
uh, in a bonfire once a year. Yeah. I, I have a bonfire myself. Um, I uh, smell them. Yeah, well, <laughs> but can I come in, Pat, again and just say, because the, 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 the Oireachtas Committee um, was an Oireachtas Committee this week was discussing the importance of our hedgerows. Do you know how, many, how, how long our hedgerows in the country would amount to in terms of kilometres? Huge, I know. Massive. I think, if I heard correctly, 701 kilometres of hedgerows. And they are being removed on farms, unfortunately, um, uh, with, without permission. And they're an important biodiversity thing. So, yeah. I mean, the, the argument that farmers and the FAI, the IFA have made is farmers should actually get something towards uh, keeping their hedgerows mm. because they are sequestering a lot oh, of carbon absolutely. and they're in nature. The bio, but there's, there is a big, uh, like if you look around the country now and even over those, there's a huge amount, and I do it myself, I do it myself every year in, yeah. in, 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 in the autumn, I've, I've trimmed the hedge every year. Mm -hmm. And an awful lot of people do it, but there are some people that don't, and yeah. they're the ones that kind of let them to think down. Listen, we're running out of time. Pat, we can't finish the programme today without mentioning the fantastic win of Tulla in the Harty Cup final oh, yes, St. last weekend. St. Joseph's yeah, Tuller last weekend. Uh, it was a fabulous occasion and a, a fabulous game, a great, great game, Jim. And um, just fabulous to see him win it. You know, it was a small school, um, you know, and they, they defeated the very big schools on, on the way. You had um, St. Coleman's Fermoy and CBC Cock and uh, uh, De La Salle from Waterford, and they're all yeah. very big schools. And then um, our score reach had, had five, they were never beaten in the final, they had 5-1. And um, they had 5-1 and uh, Tora beat them on Saturday and it was a fantastic occasion. And yeah. The yeah. atmosphere in there was fantastic. And, and great photographs in all the papers. Yeah, the There's fantastic the, photographs. Oh, photographs and, like these yeah. young lads probably don't care so much about the local papers, but I would suggest if you know these young lads, they will treasure this if you buy that newspaper for them, keep it to them and present it to them. Because they're okay. all pictured there. How Page important. 35 of the end. Yeah. Okay. John, yeah, there's one other... Final sentence. Yes. And congratulating them. But they have created his true history. They have broken a... What would you call it? A, a monopoly? Exists. Oh, yes, yeah. very much. Ennis Track Club, John, and we, we must mention them as well. Because the Ennis Track Club. Mm. The, with the twins, twins on board. The Casey Twins. Uh, the second and the team won the junior the European championship country, country gold yeah. well that's done. fantastic yeah and your two twins for the second uh, the two cases brilliant one the individual awards absolutely brilliant listen we've come to the end of our show many thanks to all our panel John S thank you very much you're welcome uh, Pat O'Brien thank Jim. you and David Fleming thanks Jim uh, before we go, Pat, have you any bit of music to see us out on? Well, I suppose as, as, as love is in the air, we'll have to trade the breeze, but when will I see you again? Yes. Well, with the help of God, you'll all see us again, uh, or hear us again, on next Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. So thank you very, very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it today. And goodbye and God bless. <laughs>